Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. What is charis? <laughs> Hallelujah! What is charis? Alright, let's get into the text. First Peter, First Peter chapter um chapter 2 reading all the way from verse 12 and i will read all the way to verse 25 here like i did last week let's go it says that having your conversation honest among the gentiles that whereas they speak against you as evildoers they may by your good works which they shall behold glorify god in the day of visitation submitting yourselves to every ordinance of man for the lord's sake whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, for the, praise, uh, for the praise of them that do well. For so, so is the will of God that with well-doing you will put to silence ignorant, the ignorance of foolish men. As free and not using your liberty, for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants, be, su be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good or gentle, but also to the fraud. For this is, the, uh, this is thanks worthy. If a man for conscience sake towards God and your grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is, is it if when ye be buffeted for your fault, ye shall take it patiently. But if, but if when you do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that, that, an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. Who? His, who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of your souls. Let's pray. Father, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the call you have given to us. Thank you for making us a, a, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Thank you. Thank you for making us a, a, a chosen generation. Thank you for putting us in Christ so you will glorify your name in us and demonstrate grace to the world. We thank you, Father. As we get into your word, we pray, Holy Spirit, enlighten our eyes, the eyes of our understanding. Grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation 
in the knowledge of you so that we, by these promises we will be partakers of the divine nature oh lord it's our prayer that you open our eyes or open our understanding that we will behold wondrous things in your word which no man can teach but you holy spirit the teacher of the truth navigate us into the truth of god's word so we will become more of god be saturated with god be filled with god to his glory thank you lord that as your word is taught you are convicting the sinner you are saving the lost you are healing the sick you are bringing relief and releasing the captives thank you that as your word is taught you are bringing encouragement to the discouraged and strength to the weak all this to your glory thank you in jesus name amen hallelujah well wonderful text last week we spoke about how uh, I spoke about the uh, the responsibility or the civic responsibility or social responsibility of the believer. This is very important that we live, even though we are not of the world, we live in the world and we have to make our contribution and make our necessary uh, impacts in the world. And I spoke about the things, how we are supposed to relate towards authorities and uh, rules. So the Bible makes us to understand that every government is, uh, is, is is instituted by God. It is God's idea for us to have government. Therefore, submit yourself to every ordinance. The ordinance there means authority or government or creation, okay, institution. Some translation is every institution, all right, authority, authority instituted amongst men. So it is created, it's generated by men. It is not like natural. So it is generated by man. Or it's not like nature created it, okay? Men put systems in place to protect others and to punish those who, uh, who are a problem to society. So he said God's way of blessing humanity and keeping humanity is by putting in or allowing there to be government. It government, watch this, social government and authority is of God. Okay. But how about those who do the wrong things? Some authorities are dictators and all that. He said social authority is of God. They are they are misbehavior and extremities. It's not of God, but it's God's idea for us to have people in charge, people in control, for us to live a peaceable life. All right. So we Christians must comply to governance or laws of the government laws of the land we christians must comply so what is whatever is required of us by authorities we are supposed to do except what is required of us against god so peter in acts chapter 5 when they told him uh, when they told him not to preach he told them acts 5:29 judge for yourself whether it is right to obey god or to obey men who, who what is said uh, answered uh, what uh, we ought to obey obey god rather than men they said they, they can't do that they can't do that we obey god now this same peter this same Peter is now writing to the believers around the world going through suffering and being wrongly treated and he's telling them that submit, submit yourself to every ordinance. He didn't say some, he said every ordinance of man. Why? For the Lord's sake. Now, why should this be? Because, because of verse 12, verse 19 and 20. Right? So now, what I want us to do is let us go to verse 19 and then verse 20 
Then we'll come to verse 12. For this is commendable. Commendable. What is commendable? Uh -huh. That's why we have to get here first. This is commendable. If, if because of conscience towards God. Conscience. Conscience towards God. One endures grief. Suffering, watch this, suffering wrongfully, not rightfully. Suffering wrongfully. Why are you suffering wrongfully? But because you endure wrongful suffering because of conscience towards God. This is commendable. If you suffer wrongfully because of your conscience. Some, give me the amplifier. Let's see how the amplifier puts it. Said for uh, for one is regarded favorable, okay. Uh, one is regarded favorable, is approved, acceptable, thankworthy. If as in the sight of God, all right. So one translation said, conscious of God. This is in the sight, in the sight of God, in the sight of God. Another translation puts it through uh, 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 consciousness. Conscious, so the right, the original Greek word sounds like through consciousness, not just conscience. Uh uh, uh uh, through oh, okay. What version is that? The NIV, yeah. It said it is commendable if a man bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because of what? Because, uh, because he is conscious. Uh oh, guys, I've, I really feel like preaching. <laughs> it's getting good because of. Conscious because he's conscious towards God, because of consciousness towards God, awareness of God. So it's not just conscience as your feelings or fair discernment between right and wrong. No, that is less than it's more of awareness of the presence of God. He says, What well, for this is commendable, for it is commendable. King James said, This is. Uh, King James says that for this is thankworthy. What word? Uh, and, and then New King James. New King James says what? Well, this is commendable. New American Standard. Let's see how he puts it. This, for this finds favor. What? So what word? Favor, thankworthy, commendable, acceptable. You know, the amplifier uses about three different approved. The amplifier said approved, acceptable, thanksworthy. What is the word translated the original Greek word translated as or translated commendable, thankworthy, approved, uh, 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 acceptable, and um, the New Living Translation, the New Living Translation that uh, God is pleased with you when you do what is right and patiently endure. You know, so it's pleasing to God. So what is the is it the, so is it the, is pleasing to God the same as thankworthy? Who will be thank, thankful for what? I needed to go to the bottom of that word. It's necessary for the purposes of exegesis. Rightly dividing the word of God. Just this one. I want us to get into it. The Greek word translated or translated into the English as commendable, as thankworthy, as acceptable, as approved is charis. Mm. So you can replace uh, in the King James, when he said, this is commendable, you can put it, or oh, this is charis. What is charis? 
What is caris? Hey! What is caris? What is grace? Unmerited favor. Hmm? Yeah, that's true. But it's more than that. What is grace? Undeserved favor from God. Good, but it's more than that. What is caris? Now, caris is the Greek word for grace, okay? So, grace. And it's translated commendable. Caris is commendable. Caris is, can, can be translated rightfully as thankworthy, rightfully as approved, rightfully as uh, uh, um, uh, as uh, 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 approved, acceptable, thankworthy, commendable. Caris. What is caris? It defines it, 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 it this is caris. What is caris? This is caris. What is caris? This is caris. Hmm? This is caris. New KJ, uh, new, new International, the NIV, please. This is for it is caris. Okay, it is caris. This is caris. What is caris? What is caris then? It is caris. Okay, what is caris? If a man bears, uh, uh, if a man bears under, uh, bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because of he because he is conscious. Oh, a con kebrasa. A consciousness of God that translates into a certain type of behavior is caris. <laughs> First Peter 2.19. A consciousness of God. In other words, you because of your con you you are conscious towards God. That consciousness of God that results in results in a certain outward expression outward behavior the the internal workings of God the inward working of God the internal workings of God the internal activities deliberations motivation the internal constitute the constituted workings of God in a person that results in an expression in his living to the glory of God that is caris that is grace now let's go to verse 12 again and you understand what I mean it says that in the verse 12 since you are so generous and all that it says that having your con conduct Honorable amongst the Gentiles. Whoa, whoa. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles. The word translated conduct can also rightly be translated conversation. Or, I think I'll prefer the King James. Yeah. Having your conversation, it also can be tra translated your manner of life. Conversation is not your chit chat. Uh, chit -chat. Or having a chat. No, no, no. Here, here. When he says conversation, he's not having a chat with somebody. Okay. When he says conversation here, when he says conversation here, it means your manner of life, your way of life, having your way of life honest, your way of life. Now, this conversation has it actually appears in chapter one, verse fifteen. If you remember. We spoke about it. Chapter 1, verse 15. Look at chapter 1, verse 15. As he which called you is holy, so be holy, 
holy in all manner of your conversation. So one, we are talking about a certain type of holy conversation. Now this is not just internal. Okay, it's an expression. I, when I, I we are in chapter one, spoke about your expression, your expression. So it's not only internal; it, it is expressive. So one holy conversation or holy manner of life. Chapter three, verse sixteen. It, it also talks about good conversation. So holy conversation and good conversation. First Peter three sixteen. It says that having a good conscience. That whereas they speak evil of you, have you seen this thing has appeared again? Speaking evil of Christians, we'll come to that. Speak evil of you as evil doers, they may buy, uh, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good, this is good manner of life, good conversation, uh, NIV uh, uh, behavior, see, against your good behavior. So, conversation is behavior, is manner of life. Uh, uh, New King James, he says that they, uh, those who re re revile your good conduct, so conversation, behavior, conduct, manner of life. So we have seen that there's a good manner of life and a holy manner of life, which Christians, if you're a Christian, you, whatever is going on inside you, if there is the workings of God, there's the consciousness of God inside you. It will invariably translate into good and holy conversation, good and holy manner of life. As oh, thank you, Jesus. I, I really feel like preaching. You know, I think I need to calm down. As opposed to your vile or vain first Peter chapter 1, verse 18. Vain conversation, we have been redeemed from vain manner of life. Vain conversation. <laughs> For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from what? From vain conduct, vain manner of life. So we have been redeemed from vain manner of life to produce what? Holy conversation and good conversation. Hallelujah. So one of the signs of genuine redemption and active redemption or uh, a living redemption redemption that is potent that has happened we you move from vain conversation vain manner of life you we all know every one of us before you came to Christ there are some vain manner of lives it might not be illegal but vain vain your way of living the things you like the things you indulge in the things you give your life to and you can't be bothered you're just living anyhow you know vain manner of life vain everyone has it everyone everyone in fact i think in titus he says that we used to be foolish <laughs> titus chapter 3 verse 3 i think so we used to be foolish ignorant and foolish yeah so we used to be foolish titus chapter 3 for we ourselves also were sometimes foolish. In other words, in the past, we were foolish, disobedient. Uh, um, okay, for we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving very, how many of you can identify with that? Serving various lusts and pleasure. You were serving it too. Ah. Serving various lusts and pleasure and pleasures. Living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one. We were you one of these you will be in the category of it some of us had one of it two or two or more all of it some of us had that's our former life our former conversation 
So our former conversation was vain. Vain in the sense that it doesn't produce godly results. It doesn't produce the life that one. Some, you know, if you are not born again, there is some vanity in your life. Well, you can be a very good person, but still, this, this, you have not been redeemed from a vain life. Vain, vanity means it doesn't result in something that carries eternal value. Your life, that, when you die, does it. When you die, does it. There's nothing else to you but your money and everything you have left or all the bad things you have done. People who remember you, they, they remember you for a short time. Proverbs says that when a man dies, he's forgotten. Everybody forget. Life continues no more. Everything. They can even do a memorial um, a statue in your memory or all that. Still, people don't live their life. We, we can every now and then make reference or mention Winston Churchill. Those of us in United Kingdom mention Winston Churchill. But really, when we go to, when parliamentarians go and deliberating, they don't say, okay, let's hear what Winston Churchill will say. And okay, Winston Churchill has made it. Should we go to Iraq or we shouldn't go? No, no, no. We, he's not part of our lives. We move on. We move on. We don't. So when a person dies, he's gone. He's gone. And if you live a life that's just, that's just here, when you die, that's, you are like a vapor. You have been vaporized. You're gone. Bible says, what is your life? It's just like a vapor. <laughs> it's, it's like, is that whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? What is your life? It is even like a vapor. It's even, a, not like, it's actually it's a vapor. It is a vapor that appears for a little time and vanishes away. Our life, oh, chapter 4, our life's very, very flaky. Very, so if you don't live a life that will continue, that will accrue to the life after, it's a very vain life. And there's no way you can live like that outside of Christ. Oh, what is grace? What is grace? What is charis? What You can't live and secure eternal reward outside of charis. Charis is the way of life, the living that affords you or uh, accrues eternal interest for you, eternal rewards for you. Hallelujah and hallelujah. First Peter chapter 1 verse 12, it says, having your conduct honorable or your conversation honorable oh another word there so conversation is one word and then honest or honorable is another word i would like to tell you the greek word translated honorable or honest i know you would like to know it it's um kalos k k a l o s all right kalos so it's not like english says something is kalos kalos wicked or something now this one kalos is greek word okay and it is translated in different ways. Carlos means excellent. Ah, ah. What we read just now, uh, honorable or honest. Okay. Having your conversation or having your conduct honest or honorable. So it's translated, it's honest, it's honorable, it's good, it's beautiful, it's handsome. The same word. The same word means beautiful, it means handsome, it means excellent. I would like that excellent one it means excellent it means surpassing it goes beyond it's beyond just uh, uh, normal um it, it, oh okay I, I didn't realize yeah a new american standard version said keep your behavior conversation your conduct excellent okay excellent so it says that your behavior which used to be vain now that is good and holy okay 
good and holy behavior is excellent amongst people, amongst the Gentiles. So it's beautiful. It's, uh, the, the, uh, the kalos means excellent. It means honest. It means honorable. It means beautiful. It means surpassing. It means useful, useful, useful. It means comparable. It means comparable. It means admirable admirable this just we love it mm, this is beautiful life it means eminent and it means precious all these words i just said it all means the colors so the greek word that was is that your conduct should be excellent your behavior should be admirable your be uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. christian brother at home christian sister at home now it says that a christian don't wait till you become a politician till you rise to the top before you start having you start saying those things or, or co co conducting your life in a handsome way in an honorable way in an honest way in a beautiful way in an excellent way in an excellent manner in a in, in a, 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 a precious manner in an admirable manner in a surpassing manner in a, in a, 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 a a useful manner. It says that our general life, what this is caris. This is caris. What is caris? This is caris. This is caris. What is caris? Conducting your life in a way that is excellent, that is handsome, that is honorable. Young man in church, you have gone to propose to three women. Is this honorable? Bro. It's not honorable. You've told this one you're going to marry her. You, I want to marry this one too. I want to. And this one has an issue with you. This one has that. It's not honorable. Even amongst ourselves in church, where you are, con you are fighting everybody. Some people in church, everybody doesn't like you. It's not honorable, brother. Sister, it's not honorable. You, you are complaining. The people don't like me. And this is like this. And you are upset with people. You go on social media and blast them. It's not <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. It's not enough. You put something on your status. Who does he think he is? Who do they think they are? And it's not honorable. It's not encouraging or challenging someone to live a, a godly life. It's not beautiful. It's not honorable. It's not honorable. I just find it very confusing and worrying when I see people who purport to be spiritually sound and are on social media and blasting and attacking people in a very violent or violent or distasteful way. It's, it's not every post you can like because you are not an honorable man. M let it be an accident. And when you find out you have liked the wrong thing, please, <laughs> I'm not saying to have a fake life out there, but there are some things the way we carry ourselves should command honor in your office, young man at home, your relationship with your siblings, your relationship with your father, your relationship with your mother. Yes, you don't like the way they treat you. You don't like the way they talk to you. But don't let your neighbors hear that you are fighting and people are coming to try and separate you. Why must police officers be coming to your house? Christian couple, police officers coming to your house to separate you from domestic violence. Ah! Ah! <laughs> ah! What is that? This is not courage. <laughs> this is not grace. He said, for this is grace. This is grace. So now that you are born again, there is a certain holy conduct, holy conversation, honorable conversation, good conversation, which is so good that when people actually begin to observe it, 
they don't have negative thing to say about you even though they are they made up their mind about you that you are an evil person you are a very on uh, you are not nice person you are an arrogant person they can say that about believers easily this is very arrogant i don't like him he thinks he's the only one who has God. He's they can say all kinds of things about us. In the early days, the Christians were seen to not to be. They, in fact, there was a very negative public opinion about the early church. When you read the back the book of Acts very carefully, you come across how Paul, almost everywhere he went, there was commotion. After preaching, there's problem. There's there's tension in the city. People are arguing. People are upset. And, governors have to or uh, 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 military officers have to go there and go and calm the people what's going on is it not this guy he came and is disturbing our public peace everywhere christians went everywhere they preached the gospel satan react there was tension there was problem so they were not liked christians were not liked in those days in fact they used to they used to say this about them they said they were insurrectionists they said, you people are stirring public confusion. People, you people are creating, they said they were, an, uh, they, were, they were a dangerous effect on the harmony of society. Because they are anti, uh, antisocial. They bring division among family. They bring, that's the accusation against Christians. These people are not good. In fact, they said they were insurrectionists. They said they don't submit to authority. They fight everybody. They are, they are, can tank cross or they are antisocial. Everything that the society is doing, if we are all having a public party, they won't go. They will separate. They are separatists. So they had a negative mood. And these are the people Peter was writing to. They were frowned upon. They were not liked. They, there was a negative social mood against them. There are sometimes all kinds of cults. Cults, yeah, there have been names that have come and have caused problems. There are people who have tension with their mother, their parents. They hate their parents. They hate their mother. They hate their brother. In fact, somebody who even hates his wife and say, you are a witch. It's because I'm not progressing because of you. You are a witch. Because they've been somewhere and some, some spiritual, spiritual person has told them that you are suffering because your mother hates you and she's using powers against you. It's, it happens in a lot of places. It happens in a lot of places witchcraft they said this is witch and it's, it's so because of some of these excesses it is necessary for sometimes social authorities to try and protect society and the harmony of society but in the bit of doing that they also see christians as these are cultish they are cults some of you know you've been told that you are we are cult why because you don't you don't do things the way they do it we are we, we we are so focused on our God and our Bible and our Christ. They see us. Ah, hmm, hmm, hmm. We don't want anything to do. And some some people have lost their life because of Christianity. It's called persecution. But they bundle all to. And sometimes even bad religions are excused by Christianity because Satan actually can't stand Christianity. I want you all to understand. They used to see them as insurrectionists. They used to see see them as uh, atheists because they will not worship Caesar in those days. The Romans saw Christians because they would not worship Caesar. So they said, these guys are atheists. So let's treat them wrongly. That's, that's why some of them were killed and murdered. And uh, the persecution was bad. And this was what they were going through at that time when Peter wrote and says that, submit to authority. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? They were going through so much. They actually were they accused of uh, can, uh, 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 cannibalism. 
eating human flesh because they, we, when we have communion, we say the blood, the body of blood. They say, ah, these people are cannibals. They have been eating human beings. Some people have been eating their own children. And then they, are, they were accused of incest. Because we say brothers and sisters, holy kids, one another. They say, ah, they, 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 they have... They sleep amongst themselves, brothers and sisters having affairs amongst them. These people are strange. Haven't you noticed how sometimes Christians are, are deemed as evil, are deemed as bad people? You are, you, you are not inclusive. You don't like people. It's always been like that. Okay, it's always been like that across the, uh, uh, the centuries. In, in, uh, from the early church, early church suffered more. Thank God for modern days, especially those of us who are in the West, it's like Judeo-Christian principles, and so it looks like things are, things are kind of okay, but still. So, they have always seen Christians as bad people. They speak evil. People like to speak evil about Christians easily. But watch this, watch this. What is grace? What is grace? Grace is the fact that by the consciousness of God, you live a certain life. That verse 12, look at verse 12. Verse 12 again. Verse 12 says that having your conduct excellent, behavior excellent amongst the Gentiles, so that in, in the thing in which they slander you as evil do they are slandering. They slander you. They may because of your good deeds, as they observe them, glorify. Oh, they end up saying, Oh wow. I think I like this guy's life, you know. They can see. Some of us, we call ourselves Christian, but in the school, you are the most dodgy person. <laughs> in your company, you are the most, you come to work at 9, and you sign in for 7.30. <laughs> some, some, some of us at home, your wife knows that you are almost like a devil. You do bad things. You don't respect your wife. You won't treat your wife. And then when you get up, you are a church elder. But your wife doesn't believe in you. We have been called. You see in the verse 20. Look at verse 21 before I come back. Look at verse 21. Put the verse 21 on the screen. Verse 21. It says that for, for, for to this you were called. We are called to this. Not only to receive breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. You are called to a certain lifestyle. A certain pattern of living. Verse 12 again. I, I, I believe someone is catching something. Oh my God, my time, my time, my time. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles that when they speak evil, uh, when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God. Someone said glorify. Glorify. God deserves to be glorified in our lives. You remember Matthew chapter 5 verse 16 said, let your works, let your um uh, 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 let your light so shine that men will see what your good works and glorify and glory. See the glory there and glorify God in First Peter chapter four verse eleven. First Peter chapter four. Let's just go to some scriptures quickly. If any speaks, let him speak as the oracle of God. If any anyone ministers, let him minister. Uh, uh, let 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 him do it as with the ability which God supplies. That in all things. Oh, I like this one, man of God. In all things, as we are doing this pastoral work, that in all things, as you are doing this church work, church singer, church musician, church usher, church worker, as we are doing this, evangelist, as we are doing this, in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Whatever we do, it should bring glory to the Lord Jesus. Whatever we do, it should bring glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 13, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 13, says, while... 
uh, while through the proof of this ministry, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel. The people are glorifying God because of your obedience. May it be said that your mother who doesn't believe in church is glorifying God because of your obedience, because of your lifestyle, that your wife is glorifying God, your husband. We have to begin to take on the, watch this, this thing is the carries. The courage is not so much as worship. It's not, it's not so much as an imitation of Christ, but it's very much as an expression or Christ gaining an expression through his inward working from you. Expression. All right. I'll just get to that in a minute. Let me try and see if I can, uh, I can get through it. So you can see, look at Galatians chapter 1, verse 24. Galatians 1, 24. Beautiful text. God must be glorified. I see God being glorified. And they, oh, oh, oh. Please. Use this as your status. They glorified God in me. Use this as your Instagram status. <laughs> Statements on your status. Yeah. I'm not commanding you. I'm just, I'm just saying it. So, But people must. This should be a dream. Your target. That God will be glorified in you. Brother. Sister. God will be glorified in you. Young lady, you are always quarreling with your mother, fighting with your mother, even though you don't pay rent. She pays it. You are living under her roof and quarreling. You are so cantankerous. No, if you leave your bread and someone accidentally touches it, they don't even have to eat the whole thing. They break a bit. Hell will break loose in the house. What kind of, what, what, what is this? That's vain conversation we have been redeemed from. We have been redeemed from it. So the point I'm making is that there is this divine life that must find an expression in our social living. That is caris. This is grace. This is grace. This is grace. That even though sometimes you are suffering for doing right, you are suffering wrongfully. What is going on is not right. What is not going on is not right. Yet, your good behavior, your excellent living com is commendable. This is great that if because of your, f your consciousness towards God, conscience towards God, you endure. You are going through something because of God. Husband, wife, because of God, that's why you are quiet. Because of God, that's why you forgave him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, you, because of God, you forgave your ex. Because of God. But when you remember what this person has done to me, because of God, you let go. You suffer wrongfully. There's, you know, sometimes it's understandable when you suffer rightfully. You went to say something or did something that has now backfired in your face and really suffering for it. Well, you can understand. But when you are innocent and you are suffering wrongfully, Bible said, this is grace. This is grace. This is courage. What is courage? This is courage that your life flows with ceaseless praise with, to God. People glorify God because of your lifetime. They look at you and they can't help but to say, Ah, God, this thing is, mm, I really admire this guy, you know. I really, mm, wow, I like it. And then someone will tell you at your office, call you lately, said, You know what? I, I, I really, there's something about you. I really like your uncle will call you that I know what is going on, but there's something about you, really. Some of us we change and there's no sign that we have changed. Apart from you are you go to church and you, maybe you're on church sites or something. But there's no real sign with the people who live with you. No sign to them. No outward, genuine sign. You still fight like you used to fight. You still insult, you curse and swear normally. 
yeah, you cast and swear. You still relate with girls. You want, you say you want to marry. You are dating girls like when they would say what you used to do when you were in the world. Your girlfriend knows that you are not a serious Christian. <laughs> Your boyfriend knows that you are you are not. In fact, in their mind, they are not telling, but in their mind, they know you are fake. <laughs> so he said that our life will glorify God. Verse twelve, that as they speak evil of you, they will glorify God. Look at verse thirteen. Look at verse thirteen. It says that therefore submit yourself to. So you see, verse twelve says that having your co- your conduct. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that whilst they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Now, verse 13. Now it begins to say, therefore, because of that, so verse 13 begins to show, speak more. Therefore, as, uh, therefore submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the sake, for the Lord's sake, whether it's king, supreme, just do it for, not for your own sake, for God's sake. For God's sake, they said speed limit is this. Just do it. All right? Do it. When you break it, no, you've broken a speed limit. No, no, I don't know. Rebel. Rebellion is not it's not a good thing. And then verse 14. So now we can just this is the summary, and I've preached on this already. So the verse 14, the verse 14 continues to say that all to governors as to those who are sent by the king for the punishment of evildoers and praising every social authority will punish some evil behavior just to protect the society. So that's where they, what they are there for. And they are agents of God. The next verse, the next verse, verse 15. Watch this. This is where I wanted to come to. For this is the will of God. Oh, oh how? That by doing good, Christians, by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorant and foolish men foolish men who open their mouth and talk about Christians anyhow. Foolish men said, by doing good, you silence them. So the first part of our behavior, our conduct, uh, the carries conduct, all right, the grace conduct, this is grace. The first part is silencing of foolish men through your uh, behavior. So um, uh, um, you, you, we, 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 Submit, okay. Let me put it this way. So submit to silence. You are submitting to authority to silence people who just talk out of ignorance and stuff like that. They talk, they open their mouth and say what is not true and say what they are not supposed to say. Because we were also like that. Okay, who are we silencing? Silencing ignorant and full. Look at first Peter chapter, um, first Peter chapter one, verse 14. We were also ignorant. And according to Titus, we read it earlier on, we were foolish as well. So, uh, as obedient children, not conforming, not conforming yourselves to your former lives, last, as in your ignorance. So, we were also like that. So, he said, ignorant people who, uh, uh, verse, chapter 2, verse, uh, verse 15 again. So, so, we will silence the ignorance of foolish men. And you remember Titus chapter 3, verse 3, we were also once foolish. We were once foolish. For we ourselves were also one, once foolish. So it is not like we are saying that you are a useless human being. But we are, what we are saying is that they don't, there is something they don't know. I remember the way you used to call accused Christians. Or those, those so-called Christians. Look at today the way you are on fire for Jesus. Is it not beautiful? So lovely. Yeah, but you never, some of us are here now. You never thought you would this Christian thing, you, mm, this Christian thing, until God called you. 
Alright. So he says that we will silence. So you have to submit in at home, sister. At home, your sister, brother, your sister is not a, a believer. Your brother is not a believer. But your attitude towards your mother, your father, domestic lifestyle and authority is so distasteful. It gives them mouth to speak more against. It's good. There he goes again. She's going to judge again. You are giving them ammunition. You are loading their guns with bullets. Empty their guns. Remove the bullets from their mags. They can't fire. They can't fight because they want to attack you, but they can't find reasons. Because then they find out that they have been quite ignorant about your life, and they've been, they've been foolish about their uh, propositions. They just talk, talk, or later they realize, oh man, I, I didn't take my time. I was just condemning this person. I'm saying this, these people are hateful. These people are antisocial. These people are dangerous. They look at the way we raise our children. They look at the outcome. They realize, oh, okay, I think these people get better results than the way we say that they are a danger to children. The way you are raising your children, the way you are doing your work, they can tell. They accuse you, but the bosses look at the figures, they look at the statistics, and they realize you are such an amazing person. You are such an amazing person. Hallelujah. So you will silence ignorant, foolish uh, talk or uh, the ignorance of foolish men. It doesn't mean only men. There's foolish people. Okay, men and women. <laughs> so you silence them. I think, oh my God, right now, let's 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 let's, let's rush to the, let me finish this thing. Uh, so so uh, ignorance of foolish men. Look at verse sixteen. Oh, I think I'll end on verse sixteen and then, but I've gone far enough. As free, yet not using your liberty as uh, as a cloak for vice, but. As born servants of God, this is loaded. As free, we are free. Romans, uh, sorry, John chapter eight thirty-two. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. Verse thirty-six. Verse uh, 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 John eight thirty-six. When if the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. Thirty-two rather says that you know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Shall make you free. Galatians chapter. Uh, chapter five, verse one. Look at this. He said it's for freedom. Why Christ? It says that stand fast. Let's, let's read the uh, New King James and we'll come back to the, uh, NIV. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made you free. We have been made free. Okay, look at uh, uh, the NIV. The NIV says that it is for freedom why Christ has set you free. He set you free to, not to be bound again, but he set you free to be free. It is for freedom why Christ has set us free. He has. So we are free people. And he said, watch this. First Peter chapter 2, verse 16. Don't use your freedom in Christ. In the world and in the West, when you talk about freedom, people, freedom is interpreted or in the, in the West. We see freedom or when we talk about freedom, it's more an, uh, the idea of um, um, uh, the idea of freedom is focused on your right. Having your desires met what you want, you are getting what you want in the West and in the world, but particularly in the West. When we talk about freedom, someone is free, it means that your rights, this is my rights, and this is, this is, the idea of freedom is focused on rights, focused on getting your desires, getting what you want, and things going the way you want it, the way you want it. So somebody is preaching and you don't like what he's saying. So it's your right to tell him, shut up. You know, I don't like like I don't like what he's preaching. So you know, so freedom in the West has more is focused primarily on rights and um, getting what we want and what we desire. Whilst freedom in Christ 
is focused on submission yeah and obedience freedom in christ is focused on submission and service your submission and service so we have been made free to submit and to serve free to submit and to serve it's not by force it's not forcing but our freedom in christ is is expressed in our submission so go back to the text and look at it first peter chapter 2 verse 16 as free yet not using your liberty as a cloak of vice that's what we're talking about submit to authority but as born servant this is talking about like you're a slave of god you are you are a slave of god so you are not using your liberty as somebody who is just doing anything you see as born servant and when you read that uh, the niv look at the niv uh live as free men but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil live as you said live as the servants of god live live as the servants of god live as the servants of god first corinthians chapter 7 verse 22 first corinthians chapter 7 verse 22 it says that for he who is called in the lord whilst asleep is the lord freedman likewise he who is called whilst free is christ's slave so the second free is like you are not a slave to anybody. Those times, some people are slaves. Even if you are a slave, God has set you free. But even if you are not a slave and you are called, you are royal and whatever, you are still a slave of Christ. Romans chapter 6 verse 22. Look at Romans chapter 6 verse 22. It says that, but now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God. So uh, there's nothing like absolute liberty. Once you are free from something, you have to keep to some other things to maintain that liberty. It is for freedom why Christ has set you free. All right, so we are free to serve God. Free. Pharaoh, Pharaoh, let my people go that they may serve me. Your willingness to serve God is what qualifies you for deliverance. <laughs> Your Pharaoh, Pharaoh, let my people go that they may serve me. Let my people go that they may serve me. Your willingness to serve God is what qualifies you for his deliverance. What qualifies you from liberty? Like I was teaching last night about Service to God entitles you to good health and the blessings of God in your health, your healing. So let them go. He says that we have been set free to serve God. We have been set free as slaves of God. Romans chapter 6 verse 22. As slaves of God, we have been set free from sin and become slaves to God. So don't use your liberty, your freedom in Christ as a reason to rebel against authority no one can control me i am my own man and another one christ has made me free no, not not in that way we have been set free to submit we have been set free to serve what is the service you are giving to the people of god to the house of god to the people around you to your people the people you live with you don't serve your wife you don't serve your husband you don't serve your children you don't serve your mother you don't serve your father because well i can't be bothered me i have christ no no, 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 no. We have been set free to serve. It's part of the grace we are walking in. The grace, not just a merited favor. No, not just a merited favor. What is grace? What is charis? Where the, our life, our conduct is excellent, is admirable, is beautiful, is honest, is honorable. That is charis. 
That is grace. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.